You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. Future of radio. No, I'm just uh, I'm just a little bit tired because I mean we had the table read till pretty late last night. Oh my night, god, so. sound douchier. So you know, I mean, there was a lot of things to go over. What like, is a table? Is a table read what I think it is? Is it you guys just like sitting around like talking about your parts uh, and yeah. you say all your parts? Yes. And then you get feedback, and they're like, I think that it needs to sound a little bit more like this. And then you sit there around a table and read your part again. Have you ever been to a table read? I've seen like adaptations of table reads. That's exactly what it is. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but it's still pretty. It's still pretty cool. I'm, I'm just a little tired. Oh my! Hello, God. this is Fun Employment Radio. I am Greg Nibbler here with Sarah X Dillon. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in today, wherever and however you listen. It is so fantastic that you do so. Yes, it is. Of course, you can go to funemploymentradio.com slash subscribe and uh, subscribe to the Fun Employment Radio Network where oh you can listen goodness. to all of the shows live. You get to access the chat and you get access to the archives where there is an entire archive of the chat. There is. So any episode you want to hear, you can go back and uh, go through the chat with them exactly. if you can't hear live. So if you're listening and you're like, oh, I can't listen live, but I want to see all the hilarious things that everybody's writing in the chat, you can follow along as you listen to the show. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Very easy to do. <laughs> and uh, six. 99 a month. The first week is free, so why not try it out now? Uh, so we've got a ton of stuff coming up today, including we're going to be joined by some very special guests here in just a bit. Mm-hmm. So there is a number one show on the Sci-Fi Network. It's number one. Awesome. Number one show. Well, I mean, because I don't, I, I don't have the TV, so I don't know. I don't watch a lot of I know that you're a big fan of the Sci-Fi Network. I am indeed. I, I don't watch a lot of it, but I am assuming you know what you're talking about. Is it the one with Squatch Hunters on it, too? No, that's Animal Planet. Sarah. Okay. That's different. It's finding animals okay. like the Bigfoot. Okay. That's animals. Actual science. <laughs> so, uh, no, Sci-Fi Network has a show called Ghost Mine, and we are, it's, it's very, very popular. We're going to have the owners of the mine itself, Larry and Stacy Overman, are going to be joining us here. Awesome. So for, for anybody who don't, who doesn't know, you know, you can Google it and find out about Ghost Mine. Can I Google you really quick? What is the, is it a haunted mine? Yes. Awesome. Yes. Yes, it okay. is. Okay. So it is, did you just ask if you could Google me? Was <laughs> well, that like, because I didn't want to like go. like you're asking, like, search information out from people? I was, I didn't want to look on the internet, so I wanted to search your head for information, because <laughs> that was faster, because you clearly knew what it was, so yeah. I just wanted to, I wanted to make sure. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Ghost Mine, and it's about a mine in eastern Oregon, where there's a lot of, like, nefarious history about it, as far as, um... Chinese labor back in the 1800s oh. and bad things that happened to I like them. your use of nefarious. That was really good. Ah, well, yes. Mm. yes thank you. And you must uh, say you're learning a lot of big words at your table reads. Right. Yes. Well, I I, I just read what they write for me. Yeah. Uh, so so that is, uh, we're going to be joined by Larry and Stacy here in a bit. So if you do have any questions and you are in the live chat, go ahead and post those in there throughout the show. And when they come in, we'll uh, make sure that we get to ask them those as well. Absolutely. So I'm, I'm excited. It's going to be, it's going to be fun to even hear not just about the ghost mine, but just behind the scenes of setting something like that up, and we'll see what we can see. What so we it isn't ghost mines; it's ghost mine. It's all like ghost based. Mine. So it's based on this one. Mine. I'm assuming yes. mines are pretty big. Uh, mines are very big. Okay. Yes, indeed. <laughs> yes, and there is actually still gold and all kinds of uh, stuff in there that they are mining. But at the same time, there's all kinds of bizarre uh, paranormal stuff. So all it's right. It's kind of like a cross between uh, what's the gold gold rush gold rush yeah. mixed with ghost hunters. Okay. 
I mean, in a way, I like in a way, that. Perhaps they don't want it described that way. Um, I got uh, I got a look from our other secret guest who's going to mm-hmm. be joining us here. We <laughs> have another secret, super secret guest <laughs> that will join us here in just a moment. Which but, may yeah. or may not be the reason why we are also having our ghost mind guests on today because Absolutely. we thought this might be a, like a, a good match. It works out perfect. Mm-hmm. Uh, so so there's that that's going to be coming up. So just to, to to briefly address what we were talking about at the beginning, uh, there's a possibility on Wednesday that I won't be in here for the. Greg, show. are you going to be filming? I'll be on a film show. Oh, um, I did. I got <laughs> Do you have your own trailer? Um, no, I don't think I'll get it. Tra- I don't know. You don't know. You can't answer. So you might have a trailer. Maybe I'll be out in the elements. I know that. I'm filming out in the elements. I'll say I'll, that. That's what I can say. Well, they have to I keep can't the say talent what this warm. Is. Okay. I can't say what it's for. Um, I can. I'll just say yes. I was cast in a uh, in a in a part. In a, in a TV in series. A TV series. Yeah. Oh. Yes, Greg is fancy. He's hitting so, the big time. Yeah. We, you know we what's funny see. too is let me just tell you uh, behind the scenes when Greg auditioned for this part, he it was actually on my birthday yes. that he had the audition and it was I think and he was just in such a bad mood all day because he's like oh I fucking blew it I blew that audition <laughs> I'm never gonna get this part and was just so mad at himself all day and then ring 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 he got the part <laughs> I'm just like diva I'm never gonna listen to you like like sit and complain that you did bad at a audition if you like walk away with the part well it's weird because I go to a lot of auditions and as long as I do as well as I can I'm okay like not getting the part sometimes there's just things you know they choose somebody else different look whatever but yeah I, I felt I totally messed that up That's what and Greg I apparently was, did not the whole day he was just like god I just really let myself down <laughs> I just really disappointed myself and I'm like it's my fucking birthday I don't care about your goddamn tryouts <laughs> and you got them anyway so you were in turn lamenting something ruining my special day I ruined your Day. You did. I completely with your ruined whining. your birthday. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got the part, so it was worth it, worth all the whining. Sarah. Okay, good. I hope you're happy. About well, that. I'm so happy for you. Clearly, you are. <laughs> uh, so, so yeah. So Wednesday, I may not be in here because I might be. Okay. okay. Well, I will be here. Yes. And we'll come up with something delightful to entertain yes. your ear holes with. Absolutely. On Wednesday. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I think so. <laughs> um, well, can we talk about something? So you did your table read last night, but the night before that. It was actually one of our good friend's birthdays. It was our, uh, well, actually her birthday's coming up tomorrow. So due to Greg's birthday rules, it was not her birthday yet. No, it was not her birthday, but it was allowed because it was the closest weekend night. So uh, tomorrow, I'm not going to worry about saying anything to her. Yeah, I don't you're have just going to worry ignore about her. Yeah, pretty just much. Your, your years-long friendship, you're just going to be like, you don't deserve a happy birthday because I already celebrated. Well, I already celebrated it and told her happy birthday several times. And so, and I already got her, I, I bought her a drink. So, I mean, I feel like I'm pretty much covered on oh, the you're birthday. You're such a giver. You bought her a drink? Yeah, I think I'm pretty, I'm, think I'm pretty covered on okay. that one. So, yeah, but it was her birthday. And what she wanted to do was go out dancing. Now, if you know anything about Greg or I, we're not the dance club type. No. I, I am very uncomfortable with dance clubs. I don't know how to dress for them. I don't know what to do in them. I don't know how to do... And so, like, so there's a club downtown that uh, on weekend nights, it specializes in, like, 80s and 90s music. Mm-hmm. So we ended up uh, going downtown for, <laughs> for this birthday party. And it took me, like, two hours to figure out what to wear. I had no idea what to wear for a dance club. Yeah, I, I, I felt I like an know. old. I felt like an old person. I felt like I don't know. I just did not know what to do. Uh, but yeah, so we ended up going to this dance club on Saturday night, which I had no idea that so many people go to dance clubs on a Saturday night. Oh yeah, it was packed. The line was around the block. I'm like, well, this is what people do. Yeah. They do that. I'm like, it's not a special okay. Like, this is their Saturday night. It was just fascinating. Oh no, there's people that yeah, that's that's. I just didn't understand why there were so many people there. Mm -hmm. Like, you couldn't even move inside. Everybody's sweaty and slutty and like having their drinks and just it. It was so overwhelming. 
Yeah. I just it, it's just fascinating to me that this is what they do. Well, and and I if I have enough to drink, I'm okay going out on the desk because then I don't care. But I hadn't really had a whole lot to drink, and so I went out there. I did go out on the dance floor to go, you know, cut a rug, as the kids say. Oh, dear God. Is that what the kids still say? No. Yeah? No. To, they never said that. To get crunk? It's just is, that what, is that something that, that I was oh doing? I was kind of getting crunk, I think. So I went out there. <laughs> I did go out on the dance floor. And, um, yeah, I did, not know, I did not know what I was doing. And I stand there. It's, it's so awkward for me because... It's like fine. I can I'll move to the music and whatever, oh and I'm God. moving around. But then I just feel uncomfortable because it's like, what am I supposed to do? Just walk up and start dancing with some random girl, and and then what do I? Get? And hope for the best. Yeah, and then just get closer and closer. You know, that's probably not <laughs> probably not not what you're supposed to do. But I don't even know how to approach. And then what do I do? I try to start a conversation. Well, they're out there no, dancing. you don't start a conversation. It's a dance club. I think people go to dance. I don't know because clearly we don't understand them. But I think that people go to dance clubs to dance their worries away and not get hit on by some creepy dude who's like, "Hey, I'm cutting a rug." No, instead, <laughs> want to cut this rug. I think with that would have been better than what I do, which is I stand there and dance, and then it's awkward because I start looking at them. I'm like, "Should I say something?" I don't know. Uh, no, I don't know if I should say something. Should I, should I dance closer? Because she's kind of seems like she's paying attention to me for a second. So what do I, what do I get closer? Do I start like uh, you know moving on in, or do I try to start a conversation? What do I do? What do I do? And then I just stand there and I look awkward because I ends up to the outward appearance. That's all that what's going on in my head. To the outward appearance, I just looks like I'm staring. Yeah, and so that's how I. And look. I can tell you from being a lady on a dance floor with some guys sitting there, kind of doing weird dances. I've <laughs> seen you dance, and that's just kind of scary in itself, in and of itself. But then you see. They're staring with an unbreaking <laughs> stare, going, What should I say? It's not an unbreaking stare. It's just there's a lot going on in my head, and then I oh, forget yeah, you're about so full of knowledge and thoughts all the time. No, it's a, no, I'm full of freaking out and not understanding what exa- exactly I'm supposed to be doing. That's what's going on in my head. But to the outward appearance, may seem a little bit lurky. No, oh, no. Ryan in the chat saying you must purchase them a $47 drink. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the, the other thing, it. it's expensive too. So I, I, I didn't buy anybody drinks, but um, except for I bought birthday girl drink. I'm a, a couple friends drinks, but then what do I do? Like, um, I'm, why would I go spend money on the drink, like a like an eight dollar drink there, on some because girl? Because that's what you do. Yeah, I if think I'm that's what you do. And in fine, but what if I get her the drink and she just walks off? I'm like, great. Well, that was eight. You know bucks. what? We do I have a secret, super secret guest that I think we should bring in. Maybe he can give you some advice okay. because he is of of the happily married kind right now. But I know that that he was able to woo ladies back in his day. So maybe well, he can. No, but talk. I'm talking about dance clubs. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. I, well, maybe he hasn't been to a dance club. I, I don't know. Say, he has. Our dance club aficionado, ladies and gentlemen, welcoming now to Fun Employment Radio, Mr. Aaron Duran. Yeah, that's right, because when you see me, you think fucking dance club. Clubbing. Aaron be clubbing I all the time. Noted, I still can woo the ladies. Thank you very much. All right, well, do you have any words of advice for Greg? Yeah, don't, don't go to dance clubs. Well, no, I, it's specifically the dance club. That's what I'm talking about. Like, I don't I got, know what the etiquette is at those things. I got nothing, man. I yeah. will be the guy that sits in the corner and nods. That is my power. To that dance was club. that was me the yeah, Saturday. No. I like I didn't. I tried to go out on the dance floor once, and I couldn't move, and everyone was sticky, and like I, they were all like like smad. There was no space to move, and I walked out, and I turned right back around dance and walked back are, out of there. Dance clubs are a lot like sci-fi conventions, but everyone's just in better shape. Everyone <laughs> still smells and is sweaty and awkward. They just look better doing it. That's true because they all wearing are wearing like their favorite uniform. Yeah, of no, kind. they are it's like yeah. their slut uniform or their eighties slut uniform. Yeah, no, yeah, or like early nineties slut uniform. They're all sweaty. They all smell. Mm-hmm. Maybe they smell a little better because they're drunched in like axe. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, but there was yeah. a lot of that. Yeah, but it's still like, but, but it's, there's still nothing but grunting and awkward groping. <laughs> yeah. Just with less flesh. <laughs> 
That's true. There was a, there was a lot of flesh. It was yeah. There's more exposed, but let's be honest. There's quote. There's less of it. If you know what I mean. Oh, okay. I'm, yeah. I'm picking up what yeah. you're putting down. It's true. It is. Yeah, I've got to say, like that is like I think my least comfortable place in this world is being trying to be sexy at a dance club. Yeah, <laughs> it is not. Dancing is for inside of my apartment for exercise purposes only. Yeah, right. If that it is not for. Yeah. No, yeah is that included in your uh, exercise routine? It is. Dancing is in, in addition to the seven yeah, it's step fun. shuffle. I don't let anybody get on your ass on that, Sarah. Hmm? I do the exercise at home too, so don't Isn't let anybody. It fun. Now, granted, I go outside when I go jogging. I don't do it. Inside. Well, I usually do. Like I went jogging this morning, and I went outside because it was a lovely day. But like that particular day, it was really cold. It was raining. I did not feel. I, I felt like almost I was on the precipice of getting a cold. I'm like, I yeah. probably shouldn't be running around in the rain. Okay, so that's why I did that's that fine. day. But yeah, I do all my. I do like my sit ups at home. I do push ups at home. Mm-hmm. I actually have my my carboys that I do home brewing in. They have handles on them. Nice. That's how I do all my weightlifting. Do you use them as like <laughs> kettlebells almost? Uh, almost, yeah. 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 And then as I do it more and more, I add more water to it so they're heavier. Nice. But yeah, going out to a gym or no. No. no, no. I had the gym time. I, I went to a gym for like two years. I realized when I don't go to a gym, I feel like I exercise more. Like today, for example, like I want to be outside. I want to be running around my pretty neighborhood. I don't yeah. want to be in a gym being judged by a whole bunch of The only time people. I ever felt comfortable at a gym was back when Jen and I lived in the Hollywood district and we used to go to the Northeast Community Center, like health center, mm-hmm. because that is not a gym you go where pretty people go. Yeah. I'm including myself in that, by no, the way. No, that's totally true. It's everyday schmoes that have like just just drop their kids off at school and like want to get in a little bit of exercise before they have to start their day. So everyone's in their sweats and gross. See, I and like old that. ladies in the waiting pool and like old dudes playing basketball and like old like Nautilus equipment. Yeah, it smells a little funny. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, it smells like it smells like getting healthy in the fifties. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I like that. Yeah, because there's a community center on Foster that I go to every once in a while for my uh, water aerobics. Yeah, see, with nice. the old ladies. I that's like right. that. I never feel. Yeah, I feel comfortable there. However, the gym that we used, to, well, that I used to go to, it was just full of a lot of really super super skinny fit. You know, matching top and bottom and shoes and yeah, head no. sweatband thing. Oh yeah, there's some of those there. Yeah, yeah, you're, yeah, you're lucky to get me to work out without like a hole in the crotch of my sweat. <laughs> well. See, I love running because if you're in a gym, all you do is see the same old shit. You just like stare at the TV screen or just look around people and it smells. It's weird. Whereas when you run out around outside, you never know what you're going to see in that's Southeast true. Portland. Oh, yeah, that's very there's true. A, there's a lot of well, weird stuff Well, that's a good point. Yeah. yeah, that is absolutely true. Mm-hmm. But still, I, I'm, I'm okay going, going into the gym every now and then. I know you are because you want to stare at the lady butts. Well, no, I just happen to be looking straight ahead and, you know, I'm looking around to see what equipment is open. And if a butt happens to walk in <laughs> front of you? That's not my fault. <laughs> that's not my fault. If the ass presents itself. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't it be rude if I didn't look, I yeah. think? think no, that point. that's exactly what you shouldn't. Yeah, you should not be looking when you're at the gym. Uh, I'm just going to well, dance clubs. I mean, you know what? But let me tell you the thing. The fun thing about running on the street is through the neighborhoods <laughs> is that I have certain spots where I run super fast. Like for example, there's a there's a breakfast place in my neighborhood that always has a line out in front of it, and so I'll always make sure to just run like an asshole past them. Like, look, you guys are all getting breakfast sandwiches. I'm running by you. Don't you always complain about those kinds of people? Yeah, but I, unless I am that person. So you wait, so you like wait, walk and then wait until you see people waiting in line for breakfast? Yeah. So if I what see. What are they doing wrong? I don't wrong? get how that's taunting them. Yeah. It's not taunting them, but I'm saying like it, it makes me feel better because I'm like, you're waiting in line for a delicious breakfast sandwich, but I'm trying to counteract all the 
crappy stuff I ate all this weekend. So, so I'm running. Essentially, this is you taunting yourself because you would yeah. be the person in line for the breakfast sandwich, and then you feel bad. You because what if they've no, already? I think what you're if they analyzing got up, it too much? What if they got up earlier and already ran? No, I don't believe that's the case. No, in your mind, so it's got to yeah, it's got to be about you being better than someone. So in your mind, as you're walking by, what you're secretly saying in your head is <laughs> fatties. Fatty, yeah, even fatty, though they're fatties. never fat, it's just like no. it's a fancy breakfast place, and they're all standing there like, but it makes me feel a <laughs> well because better. you know chunky people do not wait in line outside for a breakfast time. There's drive-throughs for that. Yeah, I know. I never wait in line, and the, yeah, there is a there is a I'm not going to say their name because they clearly don't need any help. But there is that place on Burnside. Oh yeah. Like I actually have heard from the owner that he wishes people quit coming. Mm-hmm. Like it's driving him nuts. The line literally goes around the block. Right. I've eaten there; they're not that good. That seems to be the case for a well, lot of places that get some super long lines. Yeah, that nuts. seems to be a good problem to have, though. For them, I mean, if no, it's not that good, and you get that it, kind of, I guess. But I guess you know, if you get so busy that you're not properly serving people, mm. yeah, anyway. that's true. No, I know exactly what Raise place you're prices. talking about. And, and then just, there's that place up on Hawthorne uh, near the space room. That also always has a line. It's the Mexican my five o'clock. Oh yeah, no, oh, I know what yeah. you're talking about. You know that place. Yeah, and yeah. They're not that good. Mm-mm. And their tacos are too expensive. They're too expensive. They're too <laughs> lean. We're old. You, I was going to say you realize how old everyone sounds mm-hmm. in here right now. No, and I didn't mean to. What I'm saying is like I wasn't trying to be an <laughs> asshole to the people who are waiting in line for breakfast. What I'm saying is that what? is like the, the no, little mo- it's the little motivations that help me. The taunting. The taunting it's is what the helped taunting. you. It's not that's the fine. taunting. It's not the taunting. It's all right. I think that's pretty much what you said you did though. No. Now you're trying to retract it. I am not trying to retract. You that. said you wait until you're around the breakfast place and then want to run fast past <sighs> it to make them feel bad. But what happens? Do you realize that you're the butt they're staring? at after as you're running past like mm. there's a, it's a line full of Greg's oh yeah <laughs> that's true I wear very unflattering running clothes yeah you so. present the ass as you run by <laughs> I do not Sarah Dillon ass presenter no I look like garbage I was like I wear leggings like today I was wearing like knee socks and some like little short shorts over it and then like a big wool hat and my sunglasses kind of look like a man woman running around which is okay squatch mm-hmm. <laughs> squatch runner <laughs> Well, I don't know what to tell you about that. But. All right, uh, let's see. So Ryan's asking a question for Sarah. While still sweaty from running, would you enter a bar for a beer after your workout? I saw a lot of this in Mississippi a few weeks back. Probably. I've done that before. Yeah, I mean, a lot of times... But then, I, then you feel like a real douche, though. If you go in there and you're still in your workout clothes, <laughs> be like, oh, yeah, so I just went for a run, so I step up for a beer. Then I feel self-conscious. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, do remember, I have done that before because it was when we were doing something for the Blazers, but we had an event right afterwards. I remember going there after doing this run this run thing downtown and going to the bar and meeting a bunch of people and then I, I did feel a little self-conscious. Mm. Yeah. No, so, I would yeah. feel... Th- I mean, I guess it depends on the bar and what you were doing. Yeah. You know, like I remember one time, like one of the times, like I went on my, one of my first longest runs ever all around Tabor mm-hmm. and I never have coffee before I go do my jogging. No, no. I, I just don't want anything. I don't... You I, don't want I the have some, I have some water and that's it. Yeah. Yep. A little that's bit of water before I go. But I... Towards the end of my run, like I was getting a really bad headache and it was cold and I was like, you know what? I just want some warm coffee with caffeine and I stopped. I've been in this place before but I've... It's a... It's a cafe that you can get coffee to go, mm-hmm. but it's clearly meant for you to sit down and like have your bagel or yeah. have your little side toast or whatever. It's not meant for a get coffee and go. So that's how I was. I was in my I was in my running clothes, my jogging, <laughs> and I was sweaty and gross. And I know I walked in, and I know I, the temperature was enough that like I probably had sweat steam coming off me as I walked in. Oh, sweat steam! I was like, oh, can I just get a large coffee with room, please, to go? <laughs> <sighs> And she had the look of like, really? <laughs> like, <laughs> Why are you here? Yeah, like, and, and then I paid, you know, obviously, and I left the tip, and I had to like, then I had to like add the cream and sugar to sweeten or whatever as I go. And there's people like trying to enjoy their like lo- bagel and locks as I'm just like dripping. I'm like, hey, 
oh, it's nice out there. And then I took <laughs> off again. I get halfway out, tower back towards my house, and I realize, oh my God, I am that guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, that's right. They have the right to refuse service to you. Therefore, you are, a cust- you are a paying customer if they choose to give you your coffee. Yes, but if I was that person having that bagel on locks, when I left, I would rip into that person mis- mercilessly. Oh. And uh-huh. rightly so. I would mock myself massively. So you're saying that there are people mocking Sarah when she runs by the breakfast place? It's possible. That's probably true. Yeah. Well, no, because you never go in. Like, if you finish, like, if you choose oh, yeah. to end your run, they're like, oh, man, hey, yeah, can I just get a sandwich and egg sausage to go? Oh, no, I wouldn't do that. Yeah, see, that, no, that was yeah. me getting the coffee. Like, can I get a large to go room, please? Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just so exhausted from my massive workout. Oh, I got to charge up with some Joe. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of sweaty, uh, you uh, and we yeah. did bring up cons. Aaron was oh, at a con this weekend. Yeah, no, I did Oricon this weekend. Yes. So what uh, is Oricon? Oricon is it's actually one of the country's longest running conventions. Okay. It's a... Uh, it's this is their thirty fifth year. It is a they call it the Oricon Science Fiction and Literature Convention. It's it's basically a sci fi con, but it really focuses on like writing and speculative fiction. Which boy, that phrase annoys me. What is speculative yeah. fiction? It's a really fancy way to say science fiction. Okay. Wow. And <laughs> why, speaking of why pretentious, I, just say science yeah. fiction? I know I you know I don't know. I have no problem with the word science fiction. I think speculative fi- because by default every fiction is speculative because well, yeah. you're making something up and mm-hmm. you're speculating on what could happen. <laughs> That's um, kind of it. And it's I guess maybe fantasy could never be because you cannot speculate that magic will exist. So, but I I don't know. Um, but Specu- it's a, it just makes it sound like, well, I'm speculating writing a fiction book, but mm-hmm. I don't yeah. know. It's a, I no, kind of have I half mean, an idea, and yeah. it's like a bunch well, of people pitching their half ideas. Well, you run into a lot of that at Oregon. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people that have great ideas <laughs> um, that know. Fun. But it is a fun show. I was a guest last year. I came back and I think did five panels this year. And this actually was a really fun year. They had some really good panels, some fun people in costumes. But it's... Um, it's pretty hardcore on the nerdy scale. Like, you see, like, Comic-Con mm-hmm. or Gen Con, and those are all kind of nerdy and great in their own way. This is, uh, like, if you look at, like, the Venn diagram of, like, where the normals will show up, like, hey, I'm going to go to Comic-Con and have some fun. Yeah. Like, that person is not going to come to Oricon. The yeah. normals? Is that what they're referred to? Yeah, like, the, you know, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> like, because Oricon So, has Comic-Con like, is, like, 50% normals. What percent do you think uh, Oricon is? Zero? Ten. 10% normal. And I say that with love. I do like Oricon, but it's like I know how to like comment on my own. Like I love Oricon. <laughs> it is a lot of fun. But even the people that organize it have to understand that it, it's it's a whole nother breed. Like it is and what's kind of great is it is the one of the last of like the old school fan organized conventions. Mm. Like when you read stories or you see documentaries like when someone does a documentary on like the history of Star Trek fandom and they show like like really like bad TV coverage. I don't mean bad quality, but like just old TV mm-hmm. coverage or like super eight, super eight film coverages of like the early cons in the late sixties, early seventies. Uh huh. With like all every costume was homemade because there was no such thing as a company that would make costumes. Yeah. The concept hadn't even like Paramount didn't care what you did. The idea they could make money off fans didn't exist yet. So everything is homemade. Every magazine is home. Like everything is homemade. Hmm. Oricon is still that way. Like, every costume has been homemade. Like, no one shows up with an off-the-shelf costume. Like, everyone that shows up in a Star Trek convention or in a Star Trek costume, like, they hand-stitched that sucker. All right, wow. that's pretty cool. That's so pretty awesome. So, in a weird way, like, it is kind of, it is incredibly extra nerdy, but there's this level of charm to that. There is not a hint of irony mm-hmm. in Oricon. Everyone there 
is 100% passionate so it's like about a safe place for the it's totally safe for the super but if you're gonna handle it you have to fully embrace the fact that you're gonna walk into stuff that is totally foreign to you like filking I like what filking is fantasy and science fiction folk singing so it is making up folk songs about things. I didn't know there things. was a term for that. Oh, yeah, and it's pretty amazing. It is fi- science. And, and I don't mean stuff like the double clicks or the broadsides. But right. They would probably be considered filking, although in their defense, hardcore filkers probably would not consider them filking. They're too normal? They're probably too normal. They're, they're on the normie side? They're, nor- they're more what's considered like the nerdcore or the nerd music stuff. Filking is like you are... Filking is like you're a character in that world okay. writing a folk song about things that happen. So you're writing it from the perspective of the people living in the world? But you are the people. Filking would be like you created a character. So like in the origin- in the first Lord of the Rings, where they go to the Prancing Pony to wait for Gandalf. Mm-hmm. So a, f- a filking, if they were to write about that scene, filking would be somebody who was in the Prancing Pony that you never saw. But that was witness to Frodo disappearing the first time and decided to write a folk song based on that. On their moment. perspective. On their perspective, they were there. Wow, this is that's intense. Yeah, man. There was a filking vendor there. He still has stuff that is only on tape. Wow. Yeah. Like and like dusty tape recordings. That's pretty It's kind of amazing and charming. I like how like one hundred percent committed this is. Oh yeah, yeah. No, they're they're totally committed to what they love. Yeah. Which is kind of great. Um, but it can be a little intense. I would imagine so. Like, I mean, that be, that'd be something I'd want to see, but and at also, the same time, yeah. it's a little intimidating. I don't know it's if it's a little intimidating. And also, imagine that it's a whole group of people that don't. And I say this with love: they don't get out much. So that three, four day weekend at the DoubleTree Hotel, mm-hmm. that's their party weekend. Wow! And the sun goes down. Is it like a? Is it like Dragon Con orgy time? It is, but less sexy. Okay. Um, <laughs> the Dragon Con, and I, God, I feel like such a dick saying it that way. Because the people that go to Dragon Con can afford to like fly to Atlanta. I, I don't know. It, it, it's me making all these generalizations now, but there, the people, everyone has needs. Yes, and, and some needs need to and be sometimes fulfilled. When you, when you have a life like this, and you and you don't get out a whole lot, and you maybe only interact with two or three people, pers- you know, one to one. Maybe you correspond online with them all year round. When you finally see them that weekend, yeah, if everyone's good to go. And the and the curds juice, you know. So what the, you're saying is there's and a the reason. Tranya is flowing. Is there a reason why Oricon's based in a hotel? <laughs> that doesn't hurt. Okay, I wouldn't think so. In fact, it's the same <laughs> way. Like there's a reason why DragonCon is based in six hotels. Okay. There's a reason why. It's some like of we these, only work primarily in hotels. There's a reason why a lot of these conventions stay in hotels because you don't want to leave. You bring your booze, yeah. you go to your panels, you do the shows, you buy your merch, but you're there all weekend. You've got you really you literally have nowhere else to go. That's mm-hmm. why you're there. Hmm. You rent the suites, Sexy a whole, nerd time. whole bunch of your hey. put in on a suite, and then maybe the suite next to you opens up their doors because some of those suites connect. Oh. Sudden, you got room you got room parties going on. So what you're saying is it's not Oricon, it's OrgyCon? That can happen. Okay. <laughs> I've right. never been witness to any of them, but we know someone who has stories. <laughs> I'm not going to say who it is. All right. Who is it? I'm not going to say. Okay. Well, not but on, really, not but on really Mike. Who, okay. Really, who is it? But who is it? It's Keelan. Okay. <laughs> 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 All right. Well, I know our guests are here. Should we do some quick world of crazy? Yes. Yes, indeed. <laughs> From one world of craziness to another. Yeah. But it is fun. It, Aaron, I, I'm glad that you're here to give us the insight because I had no idea that that even <laughs> existed. Yeah. What's it called again? Firking? Filking. Filking. Yeah. Filking. Sounds naughty. Totally filking out right now. 
Just go to YouTube and type in Phil King. You will see thousands of, of songs and videos. <laughs> Kills in the chat just said, fuck you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, my friends. My name is Sarah X. Dylan. Welcome to my world of crazy. Crazy. <gasps> just a week after the news was broken that Courtney Stodden was ending her marriage to her creepy husband, Doug Hutchison. We've learned that the two are back on and now trying to work things out. Right. Yeah, and so that's going to be a new... This uh, is the show pitch. Yep, it's all a bit for a show. It's gotta be. I still also think this is going to end poorly. Uh, Heartbroken that Stodden opted to become legally separated from him after just three years of wedded bliss, Hutchison, 53 years old, took her out to dinner this weekend to Hollywood's legendary Musso and Franks to woo her. So apparently witnesses said Courtney and Doug were all over each other at the restaurant, acting like they always did. Doug told people at the restaurant that he and Courtney were back together and working it out. Uh, according he was to, telling people at the restaurant that? Yeah, that's so... Th- Th- that's awkward. Poorly. I know! Yeah. Everything about like this is like walking bad. around talking to Aaron people. Aaron and I are horribly right about this. Uh, according to the eyewitness, uh, Stodden and Hutchison remained cuddled up in their booth all night, but of course didn't hesitate to talk and take photos of fans who became aware of their presence. Uh, an eyewitness said that they were hot and... Ew, gross. <laughs> they were hot and heavy inside the booth. Mm, a little steamy. Uh, <laughs> uh, so... Yeah, apparently I picture a lot of weird sounds coming out of that booth. Yeah, you, like you don't know, you don't want to know. Give me a hot stodden. <sighs> hot stodden. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, just uh, wanted to give you guys that update. I know nobody should care, but I just want to keep uh, updating as this happens. I was very worried. I'm very happy you told. I me. I know. Just so you know, I just think it's. How do you think get- he does it? Gun or drugs? <sighs> Gun. He says, oh, sounding wow. really bleak as hell. He looks like a gunman. He, he looks like a gunman. He looks crazy enough to take somebody with him, though. No, I did not. That was Aaron Duran. I'm just keeping an eye on him. For satirical purposes. Keep an eye on him, cops. That's, uh, just saying. <laughs> Green Mile 2. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, out of Mr. equally Bo- disturbing information, <laughs> Mr. Bojangles, out of uh, the Nisqually Reservation in Washington. This story kind of bothered me, so that's why I picked it. Uh, so, this is in Washington State. The search is on for more human remains after a dog was found dragging a human leg home to her owner on, let's see, this past weekend. <laughs> what? A human Where's leg. Boy? <laughs> the gruesome discovery was made on the Nisqually Reservation, uh, and on Sunday, investigators found even more body parts after one day of searching. So this man, his name is uh, Bill Flowers, he's a 93-year-old, found the leg after his dog, Liberty, dragged it home and was standing over it, presenting it as a present for him. Uh, So Bill Flowers said, I examined it, I picked it up, looked at it. Uh, None of the leg or foot was damaged. Uh, I guess it was apparently a full leg from about four inches lower than the buttocks to the entire foot. Undamaged, but this dog just showed up with a human leg for no reason. Are they sure it's a real human leg and not like a prop from a haunted yeah. house? Well, they say, uh, no, I mean, police are investigating, so they said the leg was gray uh, right. in color and it was dismembered about four inches from the buttocks. Uh, so he panicked because he's 93 years old and buried the leg in the backyard and didn't call police until a few days later <laughs> because he said he's old, he's, he's 93 years old and he didn't want to have to go to jail for the last years of his life for something that he didn't do. I'm old. Well, come I mean, on. You're 93. You may not be thinking straight. I can't I hold that against things. him. So get this, so they found the leg. So detectives then put a GPS collar on the dog, on Liberty, hoping that she would lead them to the rest of the body. Turns out that she did, and they found more of, of a body that can't identify if it's a woman or a man. Uh, a pelvis and a rib cage oh, geez. in the woods. So apparently it had been there for a while, so they're trying to figure out what exactly happened. But imagine mm. your dog, like, you're like, Wait okay, a you think a mouse is bad enough, and there's a fucking gray human leg. Isn't that a, that's Squatch Country, isn't it? 
It is squash. Squatchers might be fighting back. And A, I'm pretty sure you can tell gender by the pelvic bone. They need to, you know, maybe try a little harder on. But identity. it's lower than the pelvic bone. It was... Oh, then they said pelvis. Oh, they did say pelvis. You're right. On the, when they sent her back, they did find. Well, the they pelvis. should be able to tell from the leg too, wouldn't you? Not necessarily. I mean, if it's pretty intact. I mean, maybe not necessarily, but you could probably no, get because there are like idea. men. All, there are men in the world that have beautiful yeah, okay. legs, and women who have manly yeah, legs. Scott's kind of got. He's tall. But he's he's kind of got girly legs. Yeah, oh, okay. see, like Bill Oakley with his with his pristine <laughs> with his rich man's legs with his pristine rich yeah. man legs. Those yeah. could be confused. <laughs> it's not Bill Oakley's leg. All right, next up out of Hamilton, Ohio. <laughs> now this is an update for a story that we have had not once but twice. So this is another update. A Hamilton man with several prior public indecency convictions was sentenced this past week. This is finally sentenced for having sex with not once, not twice, but three times Later. with a hot pink rubber pool float. Oh, the same uh, guy? This guy again? He's finally wow. been charged. So the last time he was arrested was back in July. So his name's Edwin Charles uh, Tabergta, 34 years young. Uh, he was arrested back in July on one uh, one count of public indecency, uh, just pleaded guilty. So now, of course, he was arrested uh, three times for making sweet, sweet love to having sex uh, with his hot pink rubber pool float that for some reason kept being given back to him. <laughs> uh, You're not going to do it this time, are so, you, Larry? No. <laughs> okay. Tabergda is now suffering the penance for his sins, and he is going to be spending 11 months in prison. Dang. Wow. 11 months in prison. Why doesn't he just have sex with it in the house? I don't know. Like, that's where his problem is. He wants everybody to see him. Yeah, that's the problem. With, yeah. 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 That is, that's the only problem. <laughs> well, I mean, as problems go, what he wants to do is relatively harmless. <laughs> it's the doing it in public. Yeah. I mean, knock it out with a pool ref. That's, that, if that's your thing. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> you know, whatever. But I, I, I don't want to see it. All right, Probably. next up. No, is that I don't a, you don't want to see it, Greg. No, I don't want to see yeah. it. Is that a Loganville, Georgia? A couple... <laughs> A couple having sex in a Georgia Waffle House parking lot were busted this past weekend and got a little in trouble, but that wasn't even the weird part. So Loganville authorities... <laughs> that happens they, all the time. <laughs> uh, but Loganville authorities uh, responded to the scene, uh, and they said that a woman was so drunk when they responded to complaints of a couple having sex in the parking lot of the Georgia Waffle House parking lot that she was trying to put on her shoes, instead tried to put cheeseburgers on her feet as if they were sandals. <laughs> what? They were at the Waffle House. I don't know where she got the cheeseburgers. Yeah. Well, they sell them there. <sighs> oh, do they? They should call yeah. it the Georgia Waffle and Cheeseburger House then. They're like IHOPs. Okay. Although never tell someone from the South that Waffle House is like IHOP. Apparently that really makes them mad. Okay. But it, but it, but it is. But it is. But, but it is. It's the okay. same thing. All right. So uh, the, the couple's name is Rachel Gossett and Frank Lucas. They were cited for public drunkenness and loitering. Now, according to the police report, uh, they both blew uh, quite high on the breathalyzers. So the two avoided any indecency charges because their pickup truck was in the back lot of the, <laughs> of the Georgia Waffle House. Oh, yeah. Uh, and their tryst wasn't obvious to the public. However, it was noticeable enough for someone to complain. When the officer arrived, he ordered them to put on clothes and show their licenses. When the female finally got dressed, she attempted to put the cheeseburgers on her feet as if they were sandals. He took the cheeseburgers off of their feet, off of her feet, and they were arrested. Okay. See, what this suggests is that somehow she was able to actually get the cheeseburgers to stick to her feet. That's what I'm wondering. Like, were they in the full wrapper? The did way she they said that she was them wearing them like, as sandals. So, I mean, did she put it through the wrapper and then use the cheeseburger as cushion? Like a lot of sauce, maybe? I want to go there to see what kind of cheeseburgers the Waffle House makes. Yeah. Oh, there's um, there's some people disputing the uh, the parody between Waffle House and IHOP. See? So, see? Yeah. Yeah. There's some very angry people. Sorry, here you guys are all I wrong. see a lot of caps lock. I see a lot of caps uh-huh. lock in yeah, there. Yeah, there's a lot of all caps. So you can tell there's some anger. Is it from the Texans? 
Uh, yes, and, Texans. and Keelan. Yeah, and then uh, yeah. a couple other people too. Yeah, are, see, yeah, I'm very upset. Guys, that's what it is. Deal with it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not saying I've never been in the Waffle House. I'm not saying they're better, <laughs> but as a concept, they are the same. Same. They sell cheeseburgers. I mean, it does kind of make sense. They're pretty much the same thing. Now, if they made cheeseburgers out of waffles, that does sound delicious. That oh, awesome. yeah. Have you ever had a breakfast sandwich with waffles for buns? Yeah, but I don't put ever. syrup on it. Yeah, I don't All put right. it on my pe- feet either. <laughs> <laughs> the waffling could be quite comfortable. Probably massaging. And finally, we have one story. And a lot of people sent this one to me. So if you get mad, get mad at yourselves. This just came out today. Oh. This happened in Moscow. Oh. Do you know what this is? No, but that's never... You're already apologizing and it happens in Russia. I'm like, how is this going to I'm end? just saying this happened and it's not like nobody cut off any... Mm, nothing's cut off. Mm. All right. Dateline, Moscow, Russia. A man has been arrested after stripping naked and nailing his own testicles to the ground in broad daylight in full view of tourists at one of the world's most visited landmarks. A man has been arrested after stripping naked and nailing his own testicles into the ground in broad daylight and in full view of tourists at one of the world's most visited landmarks. Self-style performance artist Peter Pavlensky. That's not perform. That's not art. This is what he calls himself, self-styled performance artist, Peter Pavlensky, received treatment at a clinic before taken to a police station following the incident, which he said was a protest against Russia's police state. Now, this self, uh, the self-titled performance artist shocked visitors in Moscow's Red Square by hammering a nail through his scrotum into the cobblestones outside of Lenin's mausoleum on the day Russia marked its police day national holiday. At least one person filmed Mr. Pavlensky during the protest before police put a blanket on him and pried his testicles from the ground. Oh. In a statement... How'd you like that job? In a statement that he posted on his artist website, he wrote, I'm a naked artist looking at his balls nailed to the pavement as a metaphor for the apathy, political indifference, and fatalism of contemporary Russian society. Seems like he's just kind of making himself suffer. Well, I mean... I mean, to each their own, everyone speaks in a different way. I do kind of see some of the symbology between his art to what he's doing. I can. I would not do it in Russia just because it's not like they have the best record on treating people, okay? Not the word that much better... Well, and it's not and like... They're, and they're probably lucky they tried to pry the nail off and they just didn't tug on the sack. Yeah. Yeah, I... Is that really going to get the Russian government to change what they're doing because no. some nut job nailed this? No. No. I don't think artistic protests ever really do anything. No. I mean, maybe they do. I don't really no. think one involving nailing your testicles to the ground well, that, would. Yeah, exactly. Although I know some people that have got piercings, and if you do it the right way, I mean, it probably would hurt. But you can but spread is it through. The- I, I something tells me he spread the boys out a little bit to where it was just the skin, uh. and he just went shank. Granted, I don't want to do that, but it is just kind of going through skin. I mean, now if he had like nailed the tip down, <laughs> oh. now that that now that impressed me. That don't get me to change my uh, my. Uh, that might me have that might me have think a little bit about what maybe my country's doing. <laughs> So let there be lessons to you artists. If you want to get my attention, <laughs> nail the shaft 
or nothing. <laughs> Shaft or nothing. That's right. That's Aaron Duran. <laughs> and that was your world of crazy. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, our guests are here, so why don't we yes, take a quick indeed. break? Well, and I hope they we'll, got um, to hear all that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. That's why we soundproof this room. <laughs> uh, so we're going to take a break. We'll be joined here in just a minute by Larry and Stacy from Ghost Mine. So if you have any questions, pop into the live chat, funemploymentradio.com slash live. Answer in your questions there, and uh, we'll be back here in just a minute with more Fun Employment Radio. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. Hey everybody, uh, Sklar Brothers here, Randy and Jason, and we are in Portland, Oregon, inside of Apollo Books. Uh, you can't not be inside of Apollo Books in Portland, Oregon. Here's one thing I love about Portland, Oregon, funemploymentradio.com. They are great, they are funny, they've got their finger on the pulse. They are the sunshine that shines through even when it's raining. Funemploymentradio.com. If you're not listening to it, there's something wrong with you. Get out of your own Powell Books and listen to them. Yes, indeed. Oh, yeah. Back here with Fun Employment Radio, and we have learned perhaps we might be a little bit wrong on the Waffle House versus. Oh I God, comparison. is that still happening? Well, I just people get pretty worked up about this. People are I'm pretty noticing. worked up. I, you know, maybe maybe we were a little bit ignorant in our comparison. Hey, don't perhaps. put a we on this. That was you saying that. That was you and Aaron. I I did not have any. I blame to do Aaron Duran. <laughs> uh, all right, ladies and gentlemen, we promised this at the beginning, and we've been talking about it, and we're so excited right now to be joined. By Larry and Stacy, owners of the mine in Ghost Mine, and uh, joining us right now here in studio. Uh, thank you for having us here. Uh, well, this is going to be thank fun. You, thank you. <laughs> and on the I, the IHOP. Waffle House comparison, <laughs> buddy, you are way off. So what you're saying is they're not similar. Not even remotely close. Not even remotely close. Is it just like what the menus, the taste? It's like the comparing principles? a Cessna to the space shuttle. It just, it's just they're way out of. The- <laughs> All right. All right. Yeah, because Larry, you said that you you lived in Texas for what? The- I was in Houston for 12 years. For 12 years, yeah. I absolutely so. love Waffle House. So, so all right. Well, I, I would say that's enough time to, to be an expert in that opinion. So perhaps we were wrong. <laughs> we need to go to a Waffle Stop House. Stop saying we. You were wrong. Uh, you you put this you all under. on me? Yeah, you're throwing me under the bus. <laughs> well, and also you came resplendent with... Some bikini coffees today. Oh, yeah, of course. That was an interesting experience. <laughs> yeah, was this your first experience at, the, at a bikini barista? That was my first experience. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. All right, well, I felt a little bad there, for the girl. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> yeah, they have, uh, they have quite the assortment of ladies over there. That's why I always send Greg, because I'm like, you you can go do the bikini sure, barista Sure, I'll stuff. sacrifice myself. Yeah, for the show. so giving. So Absolutely. Giving. <laughs> I looked like she was cold, and I had to ask her if she had a heater, because, you know, it's like... I hope they let you have a heater in there. You know, she didn't have hardly anything on. I was like, I expected, you know, bikini top and some jeans or something like that. But yeah. she's in a full-blown bikini, and it's cold outside. So. I think that it would have been more appealing if she had jeans on. Yeah, because I'm always afraid they're going to burn themselves, too. It's like, because, you know, steam wands can be hot if you're making espresso. That's true. Yeah. But, you know, I'm all about sanitation. And yeah, and that's too. a little bit more would be really helpful. <laughs> <laughs> Just like a hint of sunscreen in my coffee. Oh, God, yeah, that that's coconut true. Flavor? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the sunscreen. <laughs> Ew. Yeah. All right. Well, so, um, you know, obviously the show on Sci-Fi is huge. It's a fantastic show. And um, I believe it, what, number one on Sci-Fi? I think it's Sci-Fi's number one. Yeah. 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 Which is. That's amazing. Which is, yeah, that's such a huge accomplishment. And for But for anybody who hasn't seen the show or doesn't know what it is, maybe would you guys mind giving like a, a brief synopsis or how you got involved with it and how this came about? So I bought this mine, uh, God, four years ago, even before I even knew Stacy. And 
had a, I went up there the first year with a couple of friends of mine, and we started getting things opened up, and weird things were happening, and just kind of you just kind of chalk it up to like yeah you know just you know the old woods creaking and different things like that and then when we actually went into production the following year the guys were just hearing all these weird sounds and some of them were genuinely scared and i had and i kind of chalked it up to the jokes that i would play on them Mm -hmm. because we had a couple of city slickers from back east and you know the very first question they asked me so has anybody ever seen bigfoot up here (laughs) and i'm like going well, yeah, actually, you know, this little cluster of trees over here, they call that Bigfoot Hollow. And just, you know. Careful, you're going to get Greg all excited. <laughs> and, and just, you know, thought I would have some fun with them. But Set by the end of the summer, him. by the end of the summer, they'd seen him. They chased him. You know, he'd chased them. He was throwing rocks at him. I'm not just going, oh, my God, I should have never told that story. Because, you know, just one of those things you pull off the top of your head just to screw with somebody. Oh, God, and now they're taking it as fact. Like, oh, yeah. Exactly. Oh, I see Sasquatch every so, day. But <laughs> the real side of it is. When you're underground, the earth makes noise. It, it, it's alive. I mean, the earth is a, a you know, it, you just hear things. You know, the take the t- t- too much coffee. The tectonic <laughs> or not enough, maybe. Maybe not. The tectonic plates are always moving, and we yeah. are on a fault zone, and that mountain grows two inches a year. So, with taking all that, so you, some of the noises you hear, you're like, okay, well, that's just the ground moving. But it's when you start to hear full-on conversations between two distinct male voices and actually hear steel-on-steel pounding, you're like, okay, there's nobody else in here right now. Yeah. And that's what happened the first time I took Stacy in. We actually heard a full-on conversation. Could you hear what they were saying, or was it just the voices? Just pretty much the voices, um, and it was just – it was really bizarre. Didn't you lose the entire first crew? The first crew quit. Um, they they walked off and like, you know, you can have the stinking place. We're out of here. You know, this is too much. Wow. And, and these were seasoned miners? Like, uh, a couple of them were, and, yeah. and a couple of them were uh, more lab-type people that, okay. you know, that were willing to go underground and help bring the material out. And But they, they they're, the two guys, the other two guys, they were their primary role was assaying and finding new resources. Mm-hmm. Okay. And they, wow. they all just, they were like, yeah, we're done. We're out of here. Wow. All right. That's kind of terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> so so you went from that for your crew quitting on you, uh, essentially leaving because they're too scared. And then what do you do at that point? It's like, do you, did you go out and hire some more people or? We were on a frantic search and trying to yeah. get things, you know, we have a very limited window before snow falls. Right. Uh, and and the, part sh- of, the part of the, of the state, just for anybody who doesn't know where you guys are at, yeah, it's rugged. <laughs> It's, it's rugged out there. It's more rugged than anything. It's an Indiana Jones ride. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's more, you know, not to discount anything, but even when you look at some of the shows that are up in Alaska, mm-hmm. they talk about being in the remote rugged wilderness. Alaska is absolutely a dangerous rugged place, but they were not on 30-degree mountainside with very, very limited space to where the wrong step and you're gone and there's nothing to stop you for a 1,000 feet. Yeah. You know, so there, there's a huge comparison. It's like being on the mountains of Alaska rather than in the plains of Alaska. Wow. Well, what uh, kinds of spirits or entities do, do you believe or other people believed are inside of the mine? Like, what's making those noises? You know, my personal belief is, you know, when you look at the area and you've been there and explored, those guys had to genuinely love what they were doing in order for them to even want to be there. I mean, because the pay was lousy and, you know, the gold was there and they were doing all right, but they had the best amenities. Mm-hmm. In fact, the amenities that those miners were supplied were better than most of the mines in the area. You know, it 
7,500 feet, they had hot running water. But there was no road up. It was all horse trail. So they had hot running water. They had a blacksmith shop. I mean, they they had an an eight-bedroom boarding house. So, I mean, they had the best amenities that they could possibly have from anywhere in the area. And what time frame was that? That was in the – God, that mine was one of the first ones in that area. So 1880s. And then the property was patented in about 1904, 1907. And 1904, 1907, right in that same time frame as when there was actually a road cut up there. There was never a road until then. And they worked that area up until World War II. Wow. Well, how much time do you spend up there? Um, the first couple of years I was up there from as soon as I could get up there. So we would be at the tail end of the snow melt, and I would stay till the snow fell. Wow. But that window can't be very large, is it? it it's anywhere between three and six months, depending on the season. So the first summer I was up there, we had snow all summer long. The first weekend of every month, we had hail, snow, just crazy weather up there. And then for the next two years, it was just great. There was It was dry, I mean, mm-hmm. which was horrible, but... You know, because the rest of the state's in a drought. But when you're not fighting the elements, it's actually good. Yeah. Yeah. And then last year we had snow sporadically through the entire season on some of the weekends. And, in fact, I think it was the last episode that they had show when the guys came out of the mine, it had started snowing. But when they went in, it was 80 degrees outside. Wow. Wow. So how how did you go from owning this mine, you know, buying the mine, obviously, for that purpose, to – finding out you have all this weird stuff to being on the sci-fi network yeah. like how did how does that even happen <laughs> so during the part before the guys quit um discovery channel actually hired a crew to come out um screaming fleet productions out of seattle they called me and said hey <gasps> my friend works for that yeah. and that <laughs> company yeah i did uh, i was a talking head on uh, the biography channel for, <laughs> for right. them for and that. who was that uh my friend michelle, michelle? it was it was about uh what was it the most hated people of for last year, so for like 2012, right like on. the top 10, so like Christina, yeah. <laughs> Christina contacted me from Screaming Flea and was like, well, we'd really like to do a show up there. What can you tell us? So I told them about what we had currently going on, and the premise of that show was going to be gunning for gold, and Discovery Channel had committed to Bering Sea Gold like a week or two before getting that footage back, and they were like, well, we've already got a second gold show. We're going to pass right now. And that, that show had two issues. One, once you're a mining site and you're actively mining – it's a felony to carry a firearm on property. Really? So huh. that whole premise was pretty much done. So yeah. why yeah. is that? Is it just because in the past everyone was just pretty much killing well, each other over gold? Or <laughs> they figured they just nip it off? It's, it's kind of like OSHA. They're kind of like OSHA, but they're for mining safety. Mm-hmm. And you know there are heated moments, and they don't want somebody to be have an upper hand. Okay. All right, that makes sense. So the only area that you're actually allowed to carry firearms when involved in mining is actually Alaska because you're required to carry a firearm in certain areas for bear protection. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we don't have grizzly bears over there, so. Yeah, a little bit safer. So then it went from the Discovery Channel to then the Sci-Fi Channel then, uh, network contacting well, you? And then shortly after that's when those guys quit, mm-hmm. and a gentleman down in L.A. heard about it, and he called me. He's like, well, can you tell me why and maybe some of the stories, and do you have any pictures? And coincidentally enough, when he asked about pictures, I I had just gotten pictures from a book author here in Portland that was out there taking pictures, and he was doing a book for abandoned gold mines. Mm -hmm. He'd already done the old railway stories and the old logging towns and stuff like that. And he sent me this picture. He sent me the whole series of shots, and it's like clear, clear, fog. But when you look at the fog, it's it's in the image of a skull. Oh, wow. And then it was clear again. So he had taken four or five shots in that one spot, 
and all of a sudden this fog of skull the skull of fog comes out of the image is like in your face is like going no that's weird yeah that is odd (laughs) so that was one of the images that were submitted and they were like oh we might actually have something here and then when i told them and showed them the uh documents on the deeds and everything in the historical part of the mine and it was mason owned and the gentlemen that worked there were masons that just kind of took it to a whole nother level and they're like yeah wow create ghost mine (laughs) that's awesome i like the title too ghost mine it is it's very catchy oh yeah absolutely well i mean how have you seen it for for you guys personally since this has taken off you know become such a huge success are you guys getting recognized places or what's it like that experience some super fans yeah (laughs) there are some there is some recognition in places um Stacy actually has more recognition than I do, um, being the spokesmodel for Willamette Valley Cancer Center. So mm-hmm. whenever we go to Eugene and even to some places out here, and it even happened in Sumter, she was like, "Stacy," so <laughs> because she has, you know, she had her cancer battle, and it was in the public's eye when that happened. That, you know, I'm glad she has more of it than I do, because mm-hmm. then I don't have to be like in that awkward conversation. But. You know, for well, the as most long part. as Larry wears his hat and has this thing growing on his chin, that helps. <laughs> 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 Got to have the trademark. <laughs> <laughs> well, so what's next for you? You were talking about you know the other things coming up. What's next in your in your world? Well, one of the great things about the social capital of television is, and the, and actually that's how Stacy and I met. Mm-hmm. Is I knew that this stuff was coming up, and I wanted to be able to leverage that opportunity to help charities and and help my own community and. And, and basically, at some point, hopefully, it becomes big enough to help people in the country. And so we, we created Haunted Mindware, which mm-hmm. is a clothing line that all the proceeds go to various charities. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. That's cool. And you were saying that you were just launching some of that today? Is that- um, we have a new design going up today, and it's in our, our square market, and it's the one that says mining terms. And the mining terms actually spell out another word when you read down through it. And... So all the proceeds from the shirt sales on that one are going to clothe and feed needy children here in our country. Oh, that's fantastic. That's awesome. What's, uh, what's the website for that? Um, hauntedmindware.com. Hauntedmindware.com. And that's where you can go check all of that out. And where else can they follow all of our other stuff? And yes. The links for <laughs> Stacey everything. knows what's up. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much the links for everything for Twitter, Facebook. They can all find that on hauntedmindtv.com. Hauntedmindtv.com. And, and you're on you're on the Twitters and what have you. Yep, awesome. And um, it's wrapping up. You've only got a couple episodes left. It really seems like it's starting to come to a head this season. It, it is, and it was really really fast. <laughs> even filming this year, even though it was longer than season one, it went. It felt like it went faster. Yeah. yeah. And we have some great information coming out that we're releasing from Las Vegas during the finale of another investigation that was done at the mine because there is some negative stuff out there and oh, these guys are not real, or these guys are actors, and this guy used to be a debunker, and this, that, and the other. So we invited a uh, crew from Las Vegas to come up that's been involved in paranormal investigations for almost 30 years. And they came up, and they're just really, really excited and kind of upset that I have them kind of holding their hands until and keeping everything quiet until we get to Las Vegas. <laughs> oh, I'm sure <laughs> they're getting a little squirrely. <laughs> they are. So we're going to be on the, the, on the radio in Vegas, and we're going to be releasing all that. Oh, nice! During the finale of Ghost Mine, cool. Oh, that is so exciting. Yeah, how do you how do you handle that when people start? You know, for lack of a better word, like the trolls online. You know, that'll start <laughs> posting comments. Oh, that's what they it are. happens yeah. to everything in entertainment. But yeah, how do you handle some of that stuff from there? You know, coincidentally enough, um, 
there hasn't been really any trolls that have attacked Stacy and I, be, because we're we we do so much and, and we we're not trying to be rich. We don't want to be really yeah in that fashion of you know having a great big house i could care less to have a huge house mm. stacy right. doesn't want to clean a huge house so well, and i think we were genuine on camera too when we are yeah and that helps mm-hmm. so we are who we are and mm-hmm. you know i had somebody ask me the other day well man aren't you just rich from the mine and from tv and all that it's like no i said i have a 1500 square foot house i don't own a single vehicle that cost me over six thousand dollars and I just refuse to. I don't need that lifestyle. I don't mm-hmm. want that lifestyle. Well, I'm just saying, just seeing you guys right here, you guys don't need it because you obviously make each other very happy. Yeah, for the oh. most part. <laughs> 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 now, and kind of how we got together was a really fun thing. It was a, a weird adventure because I would had been single for 12 years, mm-hmm. <clears throat> single father of my daughter, um, and had given her all my time, and after. Talk, when I got here, a friend of mine was like, you know, you really need to get your blasting license since we're going to be going into the rock next year. And he goes, and I can't get mine for – he told me why he couldn't get his. Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> so I took this blasting class with Northwest Explosives Academy out of Eugene and met Jack. And then Jack and I had so much in common, we just became good friends. And then a couple years later, when this TV stuff started coming into fruition – He's like, you're going to need some help. He goes, with all the things that you want to do with the charity aspect and and never negotiating a contract before, he goes, I know an agent that you need to talk to. So he calls Stacy and said, hey, you need to talk to Larry, this, that, and the other. And about a week later, he called me up. He goes, has Stacy ever called you? I was like, no. He's like, well, I don't know what the hell's wrong with that girl. She doesn't want to make any money or what? (laughs) So he's like, go to Facebook and, and go find her on my friends list and friend her and send her a message. So I did. And I just said in a message, I know you're really, really busy. I said, when you have some time at some future date, you tell me a day and a time and I'll be there. Well, she fires back with this day, eight weeks out, you know, August 18th of 2011. It was the first opening I had. (laughs) So I was like, I'll be there. So we met for coffee at Starbucks. And when I got there, I wasn't in the same appearance that she originally saw because she saw my Facebook profile, which was a, a nine-month beard that I haven't shaved at all. We definitely <laughs> were meeting in a public place. <laughs> so, And then when I get there, I just have my short goatee I'd shaved the night before and, and driven from the mine to be there. And she was like, Larry? I was like, yeah. <laughs> and we got up and got our coffee and sat down. And the very, the, she goes, well, how can I help you? And I told her what my plan was. And she goes, so do you consider yourself more of a country boy or more of a city boy? And I'm like, okay, this conversation just took a turn. <laughs> and then, you know, we met again. That 15-minute meeting turned into an hour meeting and made her late for the rest of her stuff the whole day. And then a couple weeks later, we met again. And just, I invited her to my Halloween party. And... She was telling me about this sexy pirate or parrot pirate costume that she was doing. <laughs> sexy parrot. And I was like, well, shoot. I said, I'll be your pirate. And she was like, well, I've already got one of those. I was like, okay, no problem. So I go out to the car and I called a friend of mine that runs the uh, Spirit Halloween shop and was like, hey, do you have a Hugh Hefner costume? So and I found two Playboy bunnies and 
went to my Halloween party and that she turned into a fundraiser for Relay for Life. <laughs> <laughs> so you one-upped her pirate with two Playboy bunnies? Oh, yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> and Whatever. <laughs> so then, you know, I... From the pirate, from the Halloween party until after the first of the year, I hadn't heard from her or anything, and I did too. She sent, she sent thank you. She goes, why? She goes, that was a bigger donation than what we expected because I increased it obviously, and then in January, I think it was like January seventh, she sends me a message. She goes, I know you're dating somebody, but uh, I got to get out of the house. Would you like to go have dinner? And I said, well, actually, I'm not dating anybody, and let's go. <laughs> I think I got rid of the pirate. And then a week later, a week later, we started dating. So, oh, and that's, it was, that's cool. And that's then awesome. She had a cancer scare and had to have surgery, and we went in and got that taken care of. And I asked her doctor. I said, "Is it can if she's already has to rest?" I said, "What's the difference if she's resting here or resting somewhere else?" I said, "Can she fly?" She was like, well, yeah. She goes, where are you planning on? I said, well, going to Malaysia. <laughs> and she was like, well, yeah, but a flight that long, she'll have to have some injections for blood clots. I was like, easy, no problem. Let's go. <laughs> wow. <clears throat> and then we got engaged while we were in Malaysia. Oh, that's so are you, are you married now? Yeah. We are. That is so exciting. So, what a I, whirlwind romance. It, it is. It and what we realized <laughs> is from the day that first day we met on August 18th, that's actually our anniversary in 2012, I had her kidnapped off the steam train in Sumter. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's so sweet. <laughs> yes, very crazy. But, you know, I mean, for those that missing gap, why I was so busy, I actually was a widow to a late husband that passed away from cancer, and him and I battled cancer at the same time for a couple of years. So when he died... I wanted to fight a cause and make a difference. So I went to work for American Cancer Society, and I was putting on three Relay for Life events in Oregon, and we raised, I think, that little duration that I worked there, we raised about $250,000 to wow. find a cure for cancer and help patients. And and so that is one reason why I'm so passionate about finding a cure. And he happened to ask me to meet with him in the busiest season, which that's why it was so long before <laughs> I could meet with him. I was working like 60, 70, 80 hours a week. And um, so, yeah. And then I was also running my talent agency out of the Eugene area as well on the side. So, Well, it yeah. seems like you guys are both very busy now these days. It is. Mm-hmm. And, and that's kind of why we chose children's charities is, in my mind, battling cancer as an adult it was a horrible thing. Yeah. You know, she's, I've watched all the home videos that they made and, and the movies that they made and, and listened to Stacy's stories and, and watched the, the entire story, Stacy's entire stories online on a uh-huh. video documentary, um, the Believe Institute. And I watched that whole, was it 16 or 18 chapters? It's 18 chapters. And mm-hmm. so I They're watched. like four minutes long. I watched that each. entire set and I'm just like going, God, could you imagine being a kid and having to go through this? Yeah. And it's like these kids have never even been to prom. They've never been on a date. I mean, they're forced to grow up in a world of medication. And it's like, that can't be fun. So Mm -hmm. what can we do to help that? Well, that's That's a great great. choice. Well, it's nice that, you know, um, not that you weren't doing it before, but now you have the success on the the channel that you can use to focus on on the stuff that you guys care about. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, congratulations on all your success. That's that's amazing. Yes, and thank you so much for taking some time to chat with us. Oh, absolutely. Anytime. Yeah. All right. Us. We'll take you up on that. All right. Yes, <laughs> we'll absolutely. <laughs> so when, uh, where else can people go to find out information? 
Um, hauntedmindtv.com. And then um, all of the links are on there? All the links yes. are on that mm. website for the store, for our fan page on Facebook, um, Twitter accounts. Everything's on that, on that site. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Cool. All right. Well, uh, let's see. Should we go ahead and take, take a break, a break here? Yep. yep. And then we'll come back here in a minute and finish up with Fun Employment Radio. All Thank right. you guys so much. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. All right, there we go. That was awesome. I'm back. That was awesome. And here we are. Uh, We also need to say a big thank you to Chris, Lister Chris, who uh, ended up uh, setting that up for us. Yes. And uh, and making that happen. So uh, thank you very much, sir, once again. You're lucky I didn't bug him to investigate your house. <laughs> I, I know, know right? I know. You started to. Aaron, Aaron, I really wanted to. He started <laughs> trying to bring it up. I don't know. I'm still not... I'm still not sure about that. No, Man. I think that... Well, I, I'm kind of glad that you're not sure anymore because that means I'm going to have to do my five minutes of stand-up. That's true. If you hadn't and heard I don't that, do that. Yeah, but what if we turn an entire show into Haunted Nibbler? <laughs> awesome. Well, because we know clearly it's not the house. It's just Greg that's haunted. Yeah, so no matter where he goes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I don't like that idea. Well, we do want to give a couple of happy birthdays. A couple of very special people were born on this day today. Yes. First and foremost, we'd like to say happy birthday... To Big Jim Willig. Yeah, it is indeed. his birthday. So happy happy birthday, good sir. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Hot damn right. And we would like to give a super special, extra special <laughs> with cherry with a cherry on top. I don't know what I'm doing. Uh to Brian. Yes, indeed, Brian. Yes, Brian. No, uh, we were actually talking about Brian earlier. Yeah. Uh, Greg and Aaron and I, how he likes to listen to us as he goes to sleep. I hope yes. you're hearing this. I hope we infiltrate your dreams. Go Brian. to sleep, Brian. Get some sleep. Go to sleep. <laughs> your wife wants you to get some sleep. Yeah, lay Leah wants you to sleep. Just yeah. just do it. Just lay your head down, Brian. <laughs> Close your eyes. Don't do your creepy Imagine voice. We're there with you, Brian. We're right there with you. We're all you. cuddled around you, Brian. We're just Ooh. gathered around. Yes. You don't need that wife anymore. You have us. <laughs> Just push yours. Bye, Leah. Just now you've got Sarah, Greg, and Aaron. <laughs> Just let it happen. You've got a whole bed full of crazy. Just let it happen. <laughs> Happy <Close>. birthday, Brian. <laughs> Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Hot damn right. Hot damn right. And it was noted that uh, their six-year-old son wanted uh, them to text the courage guy to say that he really likes uh, Your Rock is Inefficient. Apparently, their son loves courage. Oh, which really? Which is awesome. Yeah. Inundating the youth. Which I've got something tomorrow, too, that I want to play that was posted on my Facebook page. I'll save that for tomorrow. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll play that tomorrow. I like it. Yes. Well, Aaron, I know that you have a super extra special, super 100% thousand yeah. super nerd show today. I had a weird idea for drive time at the drive-in this week. Um, I am foregoing traditional, like, usually I pick a show, a movie, or a game and run with it. Um, but I've been thinking about the most magical book that used to come out every year this time of year without fail. It mm. ended about 10 years ago, I think. I don't think they do it anymore. And that is, like, the Sears Christmas toy catalog. Oh, those were awesome. So this, tonight at 5.30, Drive Time with the Drive-In is inspired by all of the TV shows that were blatantly commercials to buy G.I. Joe, Transformers, He-Man, She-Ra, and Ninja Turtles toys. Awesome. So every song tonight has to do with an 80s or early 90s toy cartoon tie-in. That is incredible. What a creative <laughs> idea. It is going to be that I've been building the playlist today and it is the nerdiest show. Oh, and most of, and like 90% of it are covers. So out of all of your shows, this would be like your Oricon show. Yeah. Yeah. Is, and tonight for live listeners only, I'm going to be giving away a copy of, because I'm going to play a lot of this from you know, on the song. There's a guy called Word Burglar. Mm-hmm. He does pretty much like nerd hip hop stuff. 
I'm going to be giving away uh, one CD to his newest album called Welcome to Cobra Island. Awesome. Is, it's pretty fucking great, actually. Nice. Yeah, it's all songs about G.I. Joe and Cobra. Oh, that's badass. <laughs> it's pretty fucking cool. So one only for live listeners. If you tune in the text box, I'll tell you what to do to earn a, to win the copy of it. Oh, that's great. You have a lot of people in the chat who are saying that they can, like uh, that. David says, man, I missed that book, Hours of Circling Stuff for Santa to bring oh, us. Oh, man, it was the best. Oh, man. that's so cool. You hardly got anything you ever wanted, but like you could see like it had the gamut of every kind of I know, of but toy. it's like the idea of the yeah. toys that you could have. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah, you, and then you had to narrow it down. Yeah. And, oh. Yeah, like you could probably, you were probably only going to get a couple of action figures, but you saw, like they would build entire dioramas like when the Cobra Terradrome came oh, out. Yeah. Oh, my God, that's so awesome. I remember I got, all the Shira ones and the My Little Pony ones. I got the Terradrome one year. You did? What? I did. Yeah. Oh, I never had I got the My Little Pony castle at a garage sale for 50 cents. It was the best 50 cents. It had a working drawbridge. That's awesome. They could crank it up, and uh, then I would, I would use my Shira's, and they would be in that castle because I couldn't have the. I got the Night Raven one year. It's probably the best Christmas present. What I've was ever the Night Raven? <laughs> the Night Raven was their big black, like uh, the Cobra jet. Oh right, yeah. Bad. That was oh bad. wow, oh, that was so based bad on the Blackbird, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was so well, cool. Cobra always had the better vehicles and toys. They did, yeah. I mean, GI Joe clearly, was cool. clearly the they, Cob- did. they did. Sarah, <laughs> Cobra had the best. Just like the Misfits had the better outfits than yeah. the holograms. Well, and Shira Hordak was much cooler looking than Shira. The He Man that was a good split. He Man and Skeletor they had good stuff. Mm. Yeah. Shira Hordak was. Co- in fact, I will say it now. Hordak is much cooler than Skeletor. Yeah. I don't oh know. yeah. Get- yeah, Hordax is yeah. badass. I could go with that. That's right. I could go with that. All right, well, send us an email. <laughs> That's what the show's going to be a lot like tonight. <laughs> and a new accidental housewives as yep, well. right after. Huh? Yep, right, right after that. Um, send us an email, funemploymentradio at gmail.com. Give us a call, 503-575-9120. You have approximately three-ish more days to order your Fun Employment Radio sweatshirt. <laughs> three-ish. Three-ish. <laughs> so it's 5 p.m. on the 14th, right? Yes, Monday, the... Tuesday, Wednesday. So it's, you have three hour, uh, three days, three hours Yes, right now. So go to funemploymentradio.com slash store. Order your sweatshirt now for the pre-sale. If you miss the, the cutoff, that's it. That's it. That's it. It's pre-sale. That's she wrote. Yep. So you mm-hmm. got to get yours now. And um, also congratulations to Amanda on her marathon this week. Yes. We inspired her. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Not really. She already did the work. Well, we just yeah. talked. Yeah. But we can <laughs> okay. take credit. Well, Greg was creepy. Yeah. Greg Sarah was inspired. It's true. <laughs> Thank you, Aaron. We'll be back tomorrow with more Fun Employment Radio. <laughs> com. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network.